0: what's up everyone my name is justin Odisho. welcome back to another episode of the podcast i'm actually kind of losing track i think this is number 23. wow i think 22 or 23 i'll bleep it out and figure out what it is but today we have a very exciting guest brian bar right you're 100 right you i knew that'd it. be hard for most people yeah you, but know, you got it it, 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 up. It's, it's,
1: my... it looks horrible but it sounds easy you know yeah. it's like bar check
0: yeah at first i thought it was like bar sick yep but uh brian is from a, quite a different world than I'm used to. He's into breeding animals, snakes, reptiles. Yep. There's an alligator right behind <laughs> me. I just held it. You guys should check out both of our Instagram. I, I have a picture of it. But uh, he's also from a similar world as me because he's been making videos and he's u- utilizing YouTube and Instagram and social media to build his, his platform and just document his journey. And he's kind of been doing his own passion and, and career for a long time so I I mean just some numbers like he's gotten hundreds of millions of views uh, across two really successful channels uh, he started a daily vlog channel that's kind of been doing really well in the past yeah. couple of years collaborated with some of the biggest youtubers like yep. uh, the phase clan yep. David Dobrik Logan yep. Paul these all yep. these people uh, so whether or not you you care about breeding snakes or you're scared of snakes. I think that there's a lot we could touch on in this interview and a lot of very useful and valuable information. So Brian, thank you so much for inviting me here and, yeah. and,
1: uh, coming on the podcast. Well, no, it's my pleasure. I mean, I, like I had mentioned to you, uh, when we talked, I've been following your stuff. As a matter of fact, you know, I started daily vlogging about just about two years ago yeah. and that's when I took you over could hold it a little yeah. bit closer. Sorry. I'll I, I started Daily Vlogging about two years ago, and uh, I before that, I had an editor for my videos. So for eight years, I put out a weekly show called Snake Bites TV, mm-hmm. and that was on my first channel, and uh, I had an editor and a camera guy, and when I went to Daily Vlogging, I decided I was going to be the camera guy, and I was going to be the editor, and I didn't really know a lot about editing, so I found you, actually, a couple years ago, and you really helped me on my journey how to tell the story of my daily life. So uh, it's all my pleasure to have you here and introduce you to in our world and talk about you know how those worlds
0: collide because they really do yeah i agree and and i didn't even know like you're right in my backyard it's so yeah. cool to, that there's it's hard you know i mean we don't live in la or new yeah. york and so it can be kind of sporadic when we're in michigan so it can be kind of sporadic and that's one thing i actually wanted to touch on is um i feel like you so you the way we got in touch is you emailed me a while back yeah um, just kind of just like hey, I, thanks, you know, I like what you're doing. We should connect on something someday Check out my stuff too, and I thought your stuff was really cool But at the time I was strictly doing like screen recorded tutorials and I yeah. didn't really uh, Have any platforms to you know I couldn't figure out how this would be a, like how I could make a collaboration out of this although I wanted to then you emailed me again like a couple weeks ago or a week ago and it's been about a year or so and since then i've started this podcast i've experimented with vlogs and live streams and different stuff and it's been a way to now i can collaborate with yeah. anyone and just have a conversation with them and um I, I feel like you understand the value of collaborating and that's something yeah. i wanted to touch on yeah. just now because you've 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 collaborated with all these big people yeah. so like what can like what advice can you give and like where do, well, what's your mentality on it well you know i think that success in social media
1: and in particular youtube is really i always say it comes down to three c's right It's this consistency uh it's content and it's collaboration you know those if you can really own those three c's uh, and content always has to be great you know whether it's tutorials or me running around you know wrangling the craziest animals on the planet um or whatever it is content has to be great uh, consistency is important if you're gonna put out one video a week, you need to put out one video a week. If you're gonna put out one video a day, uh, and, and I've been one thing in my 10 years of YouTubing, and that's consistent. I put out eight years of every Wednesday, never missing a Wednesday, and now I'm 618 days into a vlog, you know. Uh, and, and so, consistency is important, but then the collaboration is really important because it introduces your content to a new audience. Uh, but you, what you have to remember about collaboration, like you had mentioned, I've been very fortunate to, uh, be able to provide content through my wildlife to some of the biggest YouTubers on the platform. Right. And, um, and, and Instagrammers as well, Amanda Cerny and, and the likes and, um, you have to bring something to the table, right? So, so you don't have to. I, I don't look at like the numbers. I don't go like, oh, I'm only going to collaborate with people plus a million or, or plus five million. I look at it as, uh, what can we do together? And sometimes some of the smaller collabs I've done with sub a hundred thousand subs, sometimes sub twenty thousand subs have been some of the best, you know, collaborations I've done. But when you do go to the bigger, bigger channels, you know, the million plus, the five million plus, the ten million plus channels you have to remember they're looking for content, right? Like every day they wake up and they say, what, can I, what story can I tell my audience today? What's gonna go viral? What's gonna you know, please my audience? And so as a smaller YouTuber, which in most cases, most of my collabs, I'm the smaller YouTuber, uh, I have to know that I'm bringing something to the table. And what I'm bringing is great content. You know, I'm gonna bring out a big snake, I'm gonna bring out an alligator, I'm gonna get David Dobrik some grizzly bear cubs, you know, whatever the case is. And and, uh, and then uh, once that happens, their audience hopefully is introduced to your world. Um, It's a little bit tricky, right? Because, you know, sometimes you have a very finite amount of time in their video to, to get people to say I want to go attach myself to that guy or that channel. So it doesn't always work. And then there's there's also like the value of like crossover, right? So so not every collaboration you're going to do has the right crossover, you know. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, I've done some stuff with with uh, Java Juice Roy and and Evan Tube and those crossovers maybe didn't work as as well because their audience was so different than someone that would probably want to watch my content. But mm-hmm. collaboration is, is such a huge part of it, but it's, it, it, and we talked briefly about this. It's not only about what you get from it. It's also about the relationship. I go back to the Evan tube and the J- Java juice, Roy. Um, I may not have gained a lot of subs and followers from those collabs, but I gained relationships and those things. So now I know Roy well. I know Evan Tube's dad, Jared, well. And uh, and, and, and you never know how, what that's going to do in the future. As a matter of fact, we're about to launch uh, a product line that has nothing to do with animals um, in, in both Java Juice Roy and Evan are going to be huge parts of hopefully marketing this, this product. Uh, and if I wouldn't have collaborated with them, I may never have had the opportunity.
0: Yeah. I think that you touched on so many valuable key points that I always try to mention to that I found myself too, because this is a new venture. this is a new podcast and, um, I've found that it doesn't matter. I've collaborated with people like a year ago and I thought, yes, this is going to be like such a good video, but what ended up happening was what was way more valuable than that couple thousand views we got Mm -hmm. was I ended up having a relationship with this person. And then in the future, we both develop new branches of business and, and, uh, content. And we end up having a relationship where I can call on them and say, Hey, you're doing that cool new thing. Now I'm doing this. We can help each other in different ways. So, well, relationships are all everything.
1: You know, I, I, as a matter of fact, you know, I'm not a big believer necessarily in new year's resolutions. But, uh, but on the the first of this year, I proclaimed that this year was about relationships for me. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, you know, a good friend of mine, very, very successful business person, uh, once told me, you know, I'm not in the business of selling what I sell. I'm in the business of creating relationships. And, uh, and I think that's so important. And, uh, and, and as YouTubers and social media, you know, influencers, uh, it's so important to have those relationships, you know, uh, it, it, you know, because you don't know what's coming down their pike and and you don't know when someone says, man, I need a I need a python for a music video. Yeah. And, and man, I know the guy, you know, and, exactly. and now you're pulled in and, you know, next thing you know, you're hanging with Snoop Dogg or something, you know. Exactly. And uh, so so I think that if you're looking at it really narrowly. A true story? <laughs> you just friends yeah that was not a true story actually uh, okay. some friends of mine are good friends with Snoop but it's not my it wasn't my <laughs> oh, yeah, story i was uh, to make sure uh, it wasn't I, I would, I, yeah i would love that to happen but um but we've had crazy stuff similar to that and uh and uh but i think that you know you never want to be really narrow minded with your thinking you know if, yeah. if if everything you do is only like what am i going to gain from this then you're probably not going to be that successful you know what i mean you just yeah. need to enjoy the ride if it's something you really enjoy and and can share your passion with stuff uh, it'll all work out, and, yeah, and not yeah. everything relates to numbers and dollars and cents, you know? If that was the case, why would we be doing this, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's We've all started this because we're passionate about sharing a story, whatever that story is. Your, your story's about you know, production and editing and, and, and After Effects, whatever the case is. Mine is about animals and the love of animals and not only the love of animals but the love of life you know i mean i wake up every day trying to inspire people to live their life to their fullest whether they're playing with a a deadly animal or they're uh, you know punching a clock at that work it's about doing that and that's ultimately what the daily vlog is right for me it's about again creating curiosity, creating inspiration for people to enjoy their life. And, and, uh, and hopefully people look at me and say, Oh my God, that guy's crazy, but he's always happy. You know, he's always smiling and, and, uh, which isn't always the case, (laughs) but I try my best. Yeah.
0: No, yeah. You seem like very positive and happy in your vlogs and someone who doesn't even care about animals could still just enjoy seeing somebody pursue something they're passionate about because it's contagious. But yeah, I like how you mentioned, um, approaching, relationships from different perspectives like when you're the smaller creator trying to bring value to someone who may have a a lot more going on or when you're the bigger creator trying to reach out and build a relationship um so yeah i mean we talked a lot about that but i think it's very important and it's something that even now i think i know the value of it but even now i could be practicing better but you you mentioned like you've been doing this for you said almost 10 years or i to over hear, 10 years yeah I'd love to hear first of all like a little bit of like your upbringing and how you even became so interested in animals and and wildlife because not everyone loves snakes and alligators and then how that kind of transitioned into video and like making Video online? because You know, yeah,
1: it's crazy. First off, like, I, I always say this, and I could be completely crazy, but I always say, like, you're born with an animal gene sometimes, you know? <laughs> and I was born with it. Like, yeah. I wasn't raised around animals. I, I didn't have anyone in my family that loved even dogs or cats, for that matter. But literally, my first ever memory as a kid was my mom told me I was two years old, and I remember it like it was yesterday. And that was uh, at the Belle Isle Zoo here in Detroit, and it was of a ball python. And uh, I remember, again, she said I was two years old when she took me there. And uh, I've just been obsessed. I've been obsessed with dinosaurs. I was obsessed with reptiles. I was obsessed with all animals um, ever since I can remember. And, again, I didn't have pets as a kid. I didn't have a dog. I didn't have a cat. I didn't have a fish. And uh, my my family wasn't, like, anti-animal, but they just weren't really into them, you know. And here I was kind of out on my island just, like, obsessed, you know. And so my whole life I knew somehow some way I wanted to be around animals. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what that was going to be, what career it was going to be. And, and really when I was young and in, in my teens, I, I started breeding a couple snakes. Um, you know, there wasn't really money and no one did it for a living. There was no snake breeders as a living, a professional snake breeder. Uh, I started breeding a couple snakes to hopefully, you know, sell a few things off here to help me pave my way through college. That was the whole idea. You know, maybe yeah. I can make a few bucks to pay my way through college. And I went to college for microbiology. And by the time I was in my second year of college, I was literally making more money Uh, breeding snakes than I could ever as my career so I thought you know and right around that time people started like quitting their jobs and becoming snake breeders of all weird things it was probably like the uh the mid 90s yeah right around the mid 90s is when when that's well maybe even early 90s when when that started I'm sure
0: there's inklings of it like for a long time but who like who's in the market for a snake and how do you even Breed a snake? Do you buy eggs on or online no, well, it, or something? No, it's not <laughs> that
1: difficult. I mean, it's literally just you know knowing which male and female to put together and and, yeah. and giving them the right conditions. They do all the work. We just give them the the, the environment to do it. And uh, uh, but you know, it's funny. Again, going back to the early nineties it was a, it was a niche thing really niche thing like yeah. it was you know a closet thing almost you didn't tell anyone it was like whispers right like yeah, yeah i breed snakes is for it, a living is it, like or legal like that. Or illegal? it was totally legal 100 yeah. percent above board no black market on it and stuff i mean, sure there is but i was never involved in it um but but it was pretty pretty minor now it's become a phenomenon i mean now there's there's estimates of up to 10 million people in, in the united states alone that keep reptiles so um it's it's definitely changed a lot in those years and i've been fortunate to kind of ride the wave of that and so for many years all all I really wanted to do was breed snakes, sell snakes, to so that I could keep working with snakes. I mean, it was it wasn't about the money; it was about just you know being able to continue to do stuff. As a matter of fact, a, a guy I once knew said, "The fruits of our labor are our labor," you know, which basically means, hey, we you know what we get from it is we can continue to do it, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's what it was. And then, believe it or not, uh, I I tell you the quick story or somewhat quick story because I ramble a lot, but uh, um, you know. Probably 11 years or so ago, I was sitting on the couch with my wife, Lori, and uh, I saw American Chopper on on Discovery Channel, Mm -hmm. and I was like our life is just as ex- exciting as this guy. I mean, you know, yeah. listen, I'm dealing with snakes and alligators <laughs> and lizards and, and, you know, traveling all over the world, selling snakes to rock stars and, and, you know, TV stars and, and, you know, professional athletes. And I mean, this, I live a crazy life. We should do a show about this. And, um, and so I just so happened, I, I know a lot of people. So I, I got in touch with someone that knew someone that was in discovery channel and, and, uh, just so happens that, the the contact that was in Discovery Channel um, was was leaving the network and starting a production company and the first thing was I just thought maybe we would do a TV show well TV isn't easy you know I mean it really isn't and I've done some I had a you know series on Discovery Channel last year called Venom Hunters and and been on. You know Spike TV and True TV and, and all over the place. But regardless, um, things just weren't working out there. And there was a guy named Fred Seibert who was actually the owner of the cartoon named Fairly Odd Parents. I don't know if you're you know Fred. Of course, that's yeah, of my course. childhood. There yeah. you go. Well, Fred is <laughs> it owns that cartoon amongst other, many other cartoons. Well, Fred kind of around the, the the way heard that I was trying to look for a TV show. Well, Fred, this is now six, eight months after YouTube started. So no one really yeah. knew what YouTube was going to be. It's like 2005, 2006. Yeah, 2000, yeah 2006, 2007 era. And he, uh, he reached out to me and said, hey, we're starting a company called Next New Networks. And it's going to be an online video company that uh, manages video series on YouTube. And he said, we'd love to have you as a snake show. And, and, and so I was like, I was intrigued, but I didn't know much about it. And, and the thing was, is, you know, he, he called them predators. He said, we need predators, producer editors, uh, that you produce your own stuff, you edit your own stuff. And then we pay you per minute. It was a hundred dollars a minute. He said, you know, we want you to do a five minute to seven minute show per week. We'll pay up you 500, 700 bucks. Now I was really intrigued because I thought, well, you know, although I want to do TV, this is maybe a good practice for me to Mm -hmm. do television. Right. And so I thought, let's do it. You know, I didn't know anything about cameras. I certainly didn't know anything about editing back in the day. Um, but we, we found people that could help us out and, and then for eight years, um, we did some TV stuff, but for eight years, every Wednesday we put out a show about snakes and about reptiles and about travel. Uh, but it was, it was a very presented show, right? I was yeah. the host it was presented. You didn't see my family. You didn't see much else like that. And, um, and it was good. I mean, like I said, never missed a, not one show for actually it was almost eight and a half years. Um, and, and that's kind of how, like I went from being an animal guy to being like, uh, Video. Social media video guy yeah. is that transition. And, uh, and, and I found I, I fell in love with it. You know, as much as I love the yeah. animals, I love the video side and I love the social media side. And um, and that's kind of where it went from there. And then then to wrap this up was, you know, again, about uh, two years ago, what, what had happened was a lot of these bigger YouTubers would come visit me, you know, to do content, you know, maybe they'd be here with me for two or three days. And every single one of them would always say things like, Brian, you have to daily vlog, dude, your life is ridiculous. Like they're like, we wake up and have to find <laughs> stuff to do. You have <laughs> stuff all every day. They're like, yeah. I've never seen a crazier life than years you have to daily vlog and uh i guess after like six or eight months of hearing it over and over and over again from very successful youtubers i thought let's give it a go you know and uh and and that's ultimately where i found you you know because i needed to learn how to edit because i had an editor and um and uh i just went for it and and now here we are you know again two years later almost two years later and haven't missed a day and it's been an amazing experience an amazing ride yeah i'd say you
0: you're like Classic success story of the YouTuber that started daily vlogging around that time two years yeah. ago, and kind of blew up their channel for it, and then reaped a lot of good benefits. So you kind of had to take it in your own hands there, learn how to edit. But you've been in this for a long time, then, yeah. so like you've seen a transition, like you said, from 2006 was more polished. I, I understand exactly what you're saying. 2006 was more just like basically tv but put yeah. it on youtube yeah whereas nowadays you've seen it transition into you holding the camera selfie yeah. style here's my wife here's my family yeah. here's this and that i mean w- would you say like a lot of people like to compare old media versus new media like yeah. tv and you've done both tv yeah. versus, versus online media some people say tv is already dead some people say this is the future already here what like how do you see yeah. it do you think this is like
1: I think, the future. I think you know. Obviously, you know, being that I've been, I always say I always have this like dream to be the guy that bridges old world, new world media. You know, I I, I still have that dream. Like I, and you got to remember that. Old world TV is completely different than new world media, right? You know, YouTube and and the people that fail don't see the difference. Right. So when I was on discovery channel, I wasn't the same guy as I am daily. You know, daily is like, I always say is the best version of me. Right. I want it to be me, genuinely me but I want it to be the best version of that genuine me, right? Whereas TV is a character. You're not really that guy. I mean, yeah. you still bring the genuine mentality to it. You're not fake, but, but there, you know, listen, I, I, I was a venom hunter, right? So I was searching the, the, the world for venom snakes. I don't do that for a living. I yeah. never will do that for a living. But that was a character that a network to, you know wanted me to be and you it's it's almost like you're acting in a way but my point is is that i wanted to be the guy that could be old world and new world you know to 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 bridge that gap and um and i still have that that fa- fantasy yeah. that being said because I've been in many, many meetings, not only with discovery channels, execs, but many other things. And I love them by the way, Discovery was great. They treated me great. I have nothing but good things to say about my experience, but they are so antiquated. They really are. They don't understand the new world. They don't understand that they, they understand that they need to understand. They just don't know how to understand. And the people that are in place don't understand it well enough to, to really know how to transition to this new world. And, um, and, and listen, the ratings are going down the tubes. I mean, you know what? You know now a, a number one show on on most evenings on on cable it maybe pulls like a one point two Nielsen ratings, which means one point two percent of the TVs in the country are watching. Essentially, mm-hmm. is what it is. Is a, a, again, very antiquated system because it's only based on a small number of Nielsen families that are kind of expanded. It's it's ridiculous when yeah, you hear yeah. it. It's not like they're actually taking the cable box. Like when I was on TV, a lot of my friends would say, "Oh well, I just I just leave it watching," but and I go, "Well, they don't yeah. count you in. Anyways, yeah. you're not a Nielsen family, you know. There's several, you know, a few thousand Nielsen families across the country, and and those Nielsen families are like the demographic that they say. All right, well, if we have a one Nielsen family that relates to a hundred thousand normal people, yeah. which is a bummer. Do they
0: know that they're a Nielsen family?
1: Yeah, you do. You like have to membership? apply for it. You get paid oh, okay. about ten dollars a month for a, to be a Nielsen so, family. So they, you have to work, watch X amount of. You have to have like I think three three uh, uh, TVs that have individual you know boxes on them and you have to watch i think at least five hours of tv a day huh. as a family and so it's, it's a weird system <laughs> Sounds like a good job <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you don't get paid nothing though but but my point is is that 1.2 percent of the population that owns tvs are watching the, the number one rated show 10 years ago if you pulled a 1.2 you'd get canceled mm-hmm. and now you're the number one show you know now now it's like you're doing good if you're a 0. .4 0. .5, yeah. uh, and I know I just kind of went way over everyone's head there. But my point is, is that TV's ratings are are dropping because yeah. because of the internet, because of Netflix, because of Hulu, because of YouTube. Yeah. Um, just recently, I saw that YouTube is now uh, has more eyeballs than. All other media combined.
0: Yeah, so all I think other I read media. Something like that. Yeah, all they have other. They YouTube med- TV starting. Yeah, there's
1: YouTube TV, but I mean, literally, YouTube. More people are watching YouTube, and I was just in South Africa just a couple of days ago, and and like that country is just now starting to really get YouTube crazy because up until recently they didn't have the broadband to really consume it. Right. Now they're getting, you know, fiber optic cable and and they're starting to consume YouTube and it's becoming more and more popular. So the world is still expanding and that world is still good. So um, but I love traditional media. I always will. But but I live on 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 social and and new world media. And I've uh, quite frankly, I've been turning traditional media down quite a bit lately because it just doesn't make any sense now financially the timeline that that it takes i mean you'll work on a series for eight ten months uh i can do the same thing in eight or ten days online
0: yeah you know so and and when you i mean talk about guys like yourself and like like david dobrik and these type of people and they put a vlog up every day every day that's getting millions of views and you're getting millions of hits yeah and and like you have videos with tens of millions of hits So, so it's like I don't think that TV sh- I don't think that some TV shows are pulling a million views every day. So it's no. but if it, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like David Dobrik is like cuz it's just a one person watching on YouTube. So you don't feel like you're watching this big yeah. production, but when you think about it He's really pulling like a did very powerful yeah, audience. did over
1: 100 million views last month, David did. Yeah, so think just, about that, 100 million. I mean, the best shows, Gold Rush, when it was number one show on Discovery Channel, was pulling about 3 million views. So that's four shows a, 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 a month. They're pulling maybe 12 million views a month. He's pulling yeah. 100 million views in a yeah. month. And that's why I just had a conversation with History Channel just recently about a show they wanted us to do. And, and uh, that's why I told them. I said, it's hard for me pulling... 15 million views a month right now on my channel to come and do you for 3 million views a month uh, they want know, to take you away from, yeah they want to take and, yeah. and that's what i now fortunately when i was with discovery channel i mean i i remember talking to the attorney for discovery channel when they were talking contracts and she called me up and i said we can end this conversation right now if you want me to stop youtubing and she was like what and i said yeah i go if you want me to stop youtube and we don't even have to talk any further we can just be done yeah. and she goes well tell me more and i told her what i did and she said well you know the way i look at it i think she actually put me on hold she goes let me get back to you in a second came back and said well i talked to everyone here and we feel it's an ex- a pre-existing business and we can't really stop you from doing a pre-existing business yeah. and so they allowed me to continue to youtube while i while i did the show of course i couldn't film behind the scenes of the show but I was able to film other things while I was traveling. And uh, what I really want to do when I talked about old world, new world, I always have this thing about I would love a, a, a network to allow me to film behind the scenes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, let me Give show them control. how this show is made. Let me take my audience on that journey. You know how this show is made then they can watch the finished product and go wow I remember when they filmed that I remember when this happened you know I mean we had some amazing things happen as a matter of fact one of my favorite things when we were in Alice Springs uh, Australia uh, my producer's name was Lorenzo, and um, and he was in the back of a production truck and we had had uh, a, a western brown snake escape now this is like 12 deadliest snake on the planet it escaped in the back of the van And so while we were driving down this dirt road, we had thought maybe it had gotten out of the van. Uh, It's horrible to let a a snake like that loose. But uh, (laughs) we thought it had gotten out of the van, and we're driving down this road. It was just him in the back and me and one of our fixtures up front. And all of a sudden, we hear him scream. And the snake was actually in the roof of the car, and it was bouncing on his head. Now, this is the 12th most deadly snake on the planet. We throw it in park. You know, We run out. We open the door. He falls out on the ground, screaming and yelling. We catch the snake. It was probably one of the most exciting events that happened on that entire trip. And like, and, 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 well, we did have it on a cell phone, but we couldn't use it. Like, no, the, the, the network wouldn't let us post on social <laughs> network. wouldn't post My point is, is that would have been a great behind the scenes. That I think people would have really loved to see like, oh, my God, you know, it's, it's, it's almost just as dangerous for, you know, I had one of my camera guys kneel on a bag with a deadly snake in it. And he just didn't, you know, he's filming. So he's focused on me and he kneels down. Well, people get bit through bags all the time. And, you know, I like I, you know, I was he was filming me and I stopped him. I said. I said, dude, stand up for me right now. And he's like, no, keep going. Keep going. I go, no, you need to stand up, man. And he stood up and he looked down and he like just went white, you know, because so these are all things that could have been great things that we could have used. So I always have that that fantasy that one day a network will see how beneficial that could be. Yeah. You know, to show the behind the scenes, take you on the journey of what it's like to be not only to film something like that, but to be the quote unquote talent you know in front of the camera um but right now networks are not ready for that yeah. they they're just not ready yeah. for it
0: i think the the ones that do see the the vision of the creators the platforms that do see the vision are going to be the ones that are are going to win from it and be it be early but yeah. you you bring up something that's actually very crucial um especially cuz a lot of people that are listening to this are either creators now or aspiring creators as many maybe vloggers that are trying to learn how to edit their videos and it's something that comes up a lot is i would say you run a very successful daily vlog and there's all these questions that come up about it like should i daily vlog is daily vlogging over should i do weekly or like what do i vlog or how do i grow as a vlogger because for me it's easy i do how-to content sure so a lot of my traffic comes in through search like you found me and um i don't know exactly like I couldn't say exactly how I would bring people into a vlog. I I do have the theory though, that it's like you, so you're running your whole own business here already. You already had a life of animal breeding and all this exciting stuff going on. And then your vlog, like you said, is showing the behind the scenes of your already existing life. But a lot of people are starting vlogs uh, and the, The vlog is their their vlog is their is like their show, so they're not showing something else. Right? I mean, do you get what I'm saying? And and what do you have to say? Do you have any
1: like? Yeah, I think that again it goes back to content, right? You know, so you know. Washing the dishes probably—I mean, Casey Neistat can can be pretty exciting. Washing dishes, yeah. But you have to be really talented to make something as mundane as is going to the store exciting, right? So there's something that I believe, and um, in, 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 you'll find I have many many concepts and sayings. I, I say like- I, I say content grabs people, characters keep people, right? So so what you want you want to have good content, but then you have to have good character. Now, I've always said, this is another thing I'll say, is that from TV to internet, these these are the two things. You want one of two emotions. You want, when you're making, the emotion to the audience. You want one of two emotions. You want, one emotion would be, man, that dude would be awesome to have a beer with, man. I'd love to go out and just hear his stories. Or you want, I want to punch that guy in the face. You know, you want those two emotions. I don't want to be the guy that gets punched in the face, but it can work. Because you're you're grabbing an emotion from the audience. If you're in the middle where you, your your character is just like, yeah, you know, he seems like an okay guy. Yeah, I mean, whatever, you're probably not gonna continue to grab. The thing that I, I was was about you was that you are a good orator, you are a good educator. The, your, your character of what you taught me, there's tons of, of YouTube videos about editing, right? Uh, but I wanted someone that I could understand. I could I could understand what you were thinking. You know, not yeah. just what you were telling me, but you, what you were thinking. And, and that's why I was gravitated to you. It was the character behind it, not the content behind it. I can find other content that tells me the exact same thing that you tell me, but I wanted the character behind it. So as a daily vlogger, as a, someone is aspiring to be a daily vlogger or a weekly vlogger, whatever the case may be, that's what you have to grab onto. You have to have the character that people want to do. Why would they want to follow you? You know, why is it? You know, what are you giving them that makes them go, well, yeah, this is a guy I want to follow. And the other thing, then you've got to understand that, you know, like what is the platform about what what's going on with youtube or facebook or instagram or whatever the platform you're going for and and what you have to understand is it's all algorithmic right i mean that's what you have and no one understands the algorithm anyone that says they understand it is probably lying because the algorithm changes by the Mm -hmm. second you know i mean it's it's it it literally is an automated you know
0: change machine learning And,
1: and um and and i've even talked to google employees that have told me they don't even know what and these are these are algorithm google employees that tell me we don't even know what the algorithm is because it changes it's something like seven hundred thousand yeah. points and the algorithm some crazy yeah. number like yeah that. like
0: learns on top yeah of it learns on
1: top constantly is learning and learning and learning and learning so um so anyways my point is but we do know some key things we know that the, we know how people
0: work yeah you know? well we
1: know yeah. that number one but we also know that Watch time is the number one thing on YouTube, right? We know that's the, 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 the a important algorithm is watch time. And, and what better way to get watch time than to put out content every day? You Mm -hmm. know, now, you know, there's other things like audience retention that plays a role. There's, you know, the, you know, keywords and search engines and all this stuff. Again, you know, what you have to remember you brought up earlier is that, um, you really have a few different ways to get noticed on YouTube. You know, you have search. Which is just your SEO. If I search, you know, Premiere Pro, I want to be as high up in that SEO as possible. You have related. And then you have recommended, mm-hmm. right? You know, so if you're recommended for whatever reason, you're watching videos and it says, hey, I recommend this snake guy. You know, that's what I want. Uh, you know, th- then you have, again, you have the the suggested, which is going to be right beside your, you know, on the right side of your thing. You're going to see the suggested, which is basically like, hey, you're watching a video. This is a similar video. And those are the three things. So what you want to do is you want to, and then you got to remember too, that once you do all that right and you get suggested, you get recommended, you get SEOs, uh, you know, now you've got to grab someone's attention with a good thumbnail and a good title, yeah, you know, so and that's much. all we have. And people talk about, you know, David Dobrik, who is obviously a very dear friend of mine, uh, you know, uses clickbait. You know, I mean, he's that's his I brand, his, his brand. brand, his brand is clickbait. I always
0: say it's a, like one of the only YouTuber merch is that I'd actually wear because yeah. I'm a kind of a YouTuber and it's like funny.
1: Yeah, it's clickbait. I mean, he owns it. Right. Yeah. But the fact is, is that whether you want to believe it or want to do it, clickbait is what grabs people period you know yeah. if you have a very mundane boring title you're not going to get noticed yeah. you know even if you do everything right and you're in the search you're in the in the recommended you're in the suggested why are people going to click on yeah. your video now you don't want to lie to people yeah i was going to say define clickbait yeah. cuz yeah. a lot of
0: people just heard what you said and they think that that's goes against their morals and yeah. but, you know so there's two, it.
1: yeah so there's two different ways of looking at clickbait there is taking the most sensational title of the truth that's happening in the video. And then there's all out lying. Yeah. Never lie to your audience ever, ever lie. As a matter of fact, Casey Neistat, who I brought up, who's a, you know, one of my big mentors. Um, he always said that I want to take you as close as I can to maybe flying, but never cross that line. You know, he never, he goes, I never want to cross that line, but I always want to take you to the edge, you know? So you, you always want to make sure when someone watches that video, even if they go, man, that was kind of a clickbait thing. They're like, but he did do it. Yeah. You know, like, uh, you know, tomorrow's video is called or no, today's video is called, you know, lion attacked. Never turn your back on a lion, which is true. And, and I did turn my back on a lion and it did attack. But I had a fence in between. Me, yeah. Right. So those things happened. And, and, and my thumbnail did have a fence, too. So it wasn't like I didn't have the fence there. People that saw my my thumbnail wouldn't think, oh, my God, Brian lied to me. I, I, I souped it up. I sensationalized yeah. it. But but if you lie to someone, there's no better way to lose your audience than to lie to somebody. Yeah. If you go like, look at these, you know, blah, 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 blah. I mean that, you will lose an audience quicker than yeah. you can possibly do. People hate being lied to yeah. and so uh but but you have to get you have to still make it sensational you still have to make it like for you you do a lot of you know top five this and that's, that's what works right.
0: Best on my, right like those videos get the most views right five different this right I, and I, that's
1: sensational in a way you know it, i mean it's true it's a classic headline right. yeah it's, it's it's a buzzfeed headline yeah. you know uh, i mean yeah
0: i've read i read this uh there's this ebook i forgot who wrote it or like where i found it but it was like it was called like a hundred and one killer headlines or something and they go through all the classic headlines ever since like the 20s since people were writing newspapers and you have like your categories like just the the basic how to this is a is a killer uh the the top five this and then you also have the ones that play on people's emotions a little bit like never turn your back on this or you make sure you never want to do this around a snake right. or whatever things. Right. So you have all these different categories, and there's not just one answer. Right. But I think the the type of style that you're talking about does work good for when you're just making a vlog, right. and there's not um, there's not maybe per- there's perhaps twelve different things that happen in right. one video. And you're trying to make sure it's the most captivating. Yeah, you're
1: taking the best, most sensational part of that vlog, you know, and you're putting it out there. But again, not lying. You never want to do that. But, uh, you know, sensationalism is just what. And and listen, I wish it wasn't the case, you know, but it is. I mean, and if you don't, again, you can you can try to take the high road and you're probably going to lose. I mean, you know, like not I can't think of one YouTuber that has been unbelievably bland with his titles and thumbnails.
0: That has succeeded. I could think of one. What's and your? He's a complete outlier. Hey, you which know is that it? Primitive technology. Canon? Oh yeah, yeah, but yeah. But the yeah. thing is, his content is so yeah. unique. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He can. It's t- like he doesn't he, have to. He do can anything. title his video "Mud Hut." Yeah, but it's just like so shareable. So that's that just speaks to. Yeah, no, and that is, you're right. Yeah,
1: that, that's a good example. But, uh, and, but, but that in itself, is, his, it's almost like his his, his it is content kind of is sensational, it is, you know, what I mean, yeah. it's because it's like he's doing crazy stuff. Yeah, he's yeah. like, yeah, doing things that, you know, so he doesn't need to, and, and we do the same thing. I mean, there's often times that I don't, like, overly clickbait my titles because it really is crazy, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, you know, wrangling a, you know, a, a, yeah. an 18 foot Nile crocodile, that's you so, know, or something like that. It's like, it happened. That's what we it, did. Yeah. We don't need to, to sensationalize that. It actually happen or yeah. bit, bitten by this, you know, yeah. I and mean, I really did get bit by it, you yeah. know? And, uh, so, um, but, but I think the thing is, if someone is aspiring to be in particular, a daily vlogger, um, you know, I think there's a couple things. Number one, you have to understand your platform. You, you have to understand, I mean, the more you know about what you're doing, the better you're going to be at it. Right. So if you understand the algorithm as much as you can, you understand the, the do's and, you know, the, the do's and don'ts of doing that. But then on top of it, I always tell people, you know, I didn't start my vlog because I thought I was going to get millions of views. I started my vlog because I wanted to, I I want, I I had a need to document my life. I, 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 it's something I wake up in the morning and I can't wait to do, you know, here's 618 days into it. I still can't wait to vlog every day. You know what I mean? I wake up in the morning. I can't wait to turn the camera on. I can't wait to tell the story, what's going to happen. And we talked a little bit before we went on about how, like, I don't plan anything. Like I don't I'm not one of those guys that has a whiteboard that says, OK, Tuesday, I'm doing this Wednesday, I'm doing this. I wake up in the morning and I let it come to me, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is, something's going to come to me mm-hmm. and it's going to be awesome. You yeah, know, you
0: got hundreds of living things here ready to Yeah, do you lay never an know? egg or have yeah. a problem. Or yeah, you <laughs> yeah, you don't know what's going to
1: happen. Yeah, You don't know what's going to happen and you just keep your eyes open. It is a daily vlogger. Again, if someone's aspiring to do that. Just keep your eyes open. You know, there's always amazing things happening around you, right? You know, I mean, that's why I literally do not leave. I never go anywhere without a camera. I mean, 24-7, every minute of every day I have a camera on me because I never know when something amazing is going to happen that might not have anything to do with animals. Sometimes I'll, I'll, like, just be going along my way and something will happen that— Draws me in, and I say visually that's awesome. I want to share that, uh, you know, that opportunity. And you know, not just just without and about, but you know, like I'll, I'll give you an example. My my most popular video on my vlog channel uh, was a video I almost didn't shoot. You know, mm-hmm. it was it was about an egg bound snake. Yeah, I and I almost one. I almost didn't film it yeah. it's because got like fifteen million. Views it's got now. like fifteen million views, and and I literally uh, like literally, I don't know why I filmed it because my head was I don't want to show this, and I did it. And it became my most popular video and that video I don't I honestly don't know I should know because I'm a big analytics guy, but I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of subscribers that probably got me, you know, and again, but that goes back to what I was saying about content and character, you can have a 15 million video uh, view video and not gain a lot of subscribers. You know, you got to bring the character yeah. into it, and people when people watch it, they go, "I want to watch more of this, not mm-hmm. just I want to watch that one video. I want to watch more of these videos." And that's when you gain subscribers. Yeah.
0: Like you said, was suggested. It's not like this is another thing that I think is really important because like you don't have to go daily, but the thing, like you said, is it's just a good way to make sure you're producing a piece of content every day. You're taking more swings at, yeah. at you you're doing more at bats, yeah. and sometimes you do just have you just hit a hit a hit one out of the park on accident and on top of that you have all this collection of videos underneath that someone will stumble upon that one and then they get a suggested and the suggested then they subscribe so i always a lot of people um like to like be of the school of thought of quality over quantity and it does work it absolutely does but i always say just do as much as you can, as yeah. best as you can. As best you can. Yeah. You don't want to be garbage, you know, because no. yeah. that goes back to content. If you make bad
1: content, you're not going to do good. Yeah. You don't want to just put videos out just to put videos out. And listen, daily vlog, and I remember talking with Matthew Santora. I don't know if you know Matthew, yeah, yeah. but uh, I remember talking with him, and he daily vlogged for about six months. And he told me he thought it was a terrible life. He said, I think it's unhealthy for people to daily vlog. Um, I think that it is unhealthy for a lot of people. I don't think everyone is wired to daily vlog. I think it, it can be extremely taxing, you know? Um, again, my last day off was Thanksgiving of two thousand and sixteen. Wow. That's the last time I took a day off. Period. I'm I'm not talking just a day off from the vlog. I'm talking a day off where I didn't do something. I film every day. I don't bank videos for the future I don't go Oh, I need to video out you know vlog out four days and then take four days off I do it every day and uh, that's not for everybody and you know for a number of reasons people usually can't keep the energy up people can't need mentally I remember the first like three months I daily vlogged there was I, it was hard. Like once I got in the groove and I started really understanding, it took me three or four months before I figured it out. Like, all right, this is my groove. Yeah. And that's not to say I don't struggle days. Of course, I struggle some days. Some days I struggle. You know, the worst days to vlog are the days that you're in a bad mood. You know what I mean? Or something bad has happened in your life. You know, someone's sick, someone got in a car accident. So Those are the hard days, you know. When things are going great, it's easy to vlog, you know. Mm-hmm. And you have to push yourself through the hard days as well. But, but I think that after three or four months, I got into kind of a groove. And, and if you notice with daily vloggers, a lot of them that stop for a short period of time, never go back. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think you almost have to keep the momentum going, you know, Charles trippy right. You know, Charles is like, I'm on what yeah. 1100 days or, or 11,000 11, days. He still got that streak going. It's been like 12 years straight without missing a day. Yeah. I just it's saw Charles of a couple weeks life. Yeah. I just, I just saw him a couple weeks ago. He's a great guy, by the way. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't think I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm not going 10 years. I mean, I, there's no way. But um, but I always yeah. tell people I go a year at a time, you know, now that I'm in this. I, I committed in 2017. I committed till the end of 2017. And I said at 2018, I'll make a decision. I made the decision in 2018. Now go to 2019. I'll make that decision next year yeah. again. Um, I don't I, my gut feeling is, is I'm not going to slow down. I love it too much. It's it's been the most amazing thing that's ever happened to me. But I'll decide that in 2019, you know, yeah. and I think the only change I could make and I don't I don't think it'll happen next year. But in the next few years, I could see it potentially happening is maybe going to five days a week instead of seven days. Yeah. So that you have a weekend or a break, maybe not the weekend, but a couple of days. But um, but I think I, my gut is, is I think I still have two or three years left. Yeah, as long as but, but that being said, I'll go back to maybe Roman Atwood, for instance, you know. Yeah, they and I, Casey, know, and they yeah, kind of switched yeah, up Yeah, I stop. think that what happens is, like, Casey never hit the plateau, right? I mean, Casey always has been popular. Like, Roman, and, and this is what I've been told by a number of, of successful vloggers, daily vloggers, is that when it's really difficult to move forward is when you've hit the, the peak and you start to downtrend. Yeah. You know, because now you're used to making... Uh, 1.5 million views a video, and now you're doing 300,000, and it becomes mentally challenging. And, and to people probably watching, I'm like, my God, to be happy with 300,000 views a video. Okay. But I think once you hit that 1.5, 300 is bad, you mm-hmm. know, and 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 it, it mentally messes you up. I don't know cause I haven't hit my peak yet and I haven't, you know, I don't know like if that happens down the road, if all of a sudden people just go, all right, I'm sick of watching this guy. I hate this guy now. Yeah. Maybe then you, you go, all right, I got to stop or I've got to move gotta on evolve. to anything. And, and, and that's the other thing is, yeah, I have, um, a guy named, uh, uh, Greg Barrett, who's one of my managers. And uh, do you know Dan Bazarian? Yeah. Yeah. So he was the guy that, like, made Dan Bazarian who he is, right? And, and so Greg is one of my managers, so I'm very, very lucky to have him. Um, but he said he, he felt that you had to reinvent yourself every five years. He said you have about a five-year window on YouTube to really do well, and then you better reinvent yourself. Now, that doesn't happen to everyone. But look at Charles Trippy as a great example. Charles was – he was at one point in the top five most subscribed on YouTube – now he barely makes it i mean he's you know he went you know he's he's not even doing a million views a month now you know and and um that's probably from at his peak he was probably doing 30 40 50 million a month you know and he's a great guy the videos he just he's the same you know like you know and and people are ready to move on and and that that might just be that occasionally i mean look at logan paul there's so many factors yeah and i mean logan paul is a great example of like that fast pace, David Dobrik, again, I, I, I think David Dobrik is maybe one of the most talented four-minute videos you'll ever watch. Yeah. I mean, he packs an entire day into four minutes, yeah. and he yeah. does it well. Yeah, you know?
0: it's something that, like, I personally, I, I don't watch too many. Like, I totally respect what, what Logan and Jake are doing from yeah. a business side. Sometimes, though, after I, like, kind of watched it from, like, a, analyzing it from, like, a business perspective, like, oh, that's so cool. They're, they're yeah. doing this thing. I don't personally like watch it as much unless it's something really crazy, but yeah. but like David's vlogs is like entertaining for yeah. adult well, kids. Yeah, you know? and I think you know the the Pauls who I, are both friends of mine.
1: Uh, yeah, I think their audience is young. You know, I, I think that you know it, it's 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 harder for a eighteen to. 40 year old person to say, oh, this is entertaining. I appreciate what they do because I think what they do is very good. Like yeah. their niche, they're they are nailing that niche. But like you said, I I don't I uh as much as I love Logan and, and Jake, uh I don't um you know, I know them as people, so I I have a different perspective, yeah. right? Than most people probably do. I and they're good people. I mean, yeah. knowing them as a person, I know that they're not bad people, but I can understand why people don't like it. You know what I mean? And I can understand. I mean, I couldn't imagine sitting down and watching their content and feeling like I, I was getting a lot out of it. Whereas like you said, David's different. David is like, he pulls you into his world. And, and I will say this. I mean, I've worked with a ton of big name YouTubers, um, Hands down, and and this is no bash against any of the people I've worked with. Please, I hope they don't take it this way. The Dobrik clan, the vlog squad as they're known, is by far the best people. I I mean, the best YouTubers I've ever met. I mean, to a number. I mean, from David to Liza to to Toddy to you, you name it, Big Nick. I mean, all of them. These are quality people. And David's one of the few guys that he's owning the world right now. I mean, he, he is on fire, and he is so willing to help anybody which is rare you know i mean he will tag every video he will promote your stuff he will throw people i mean he he's just a i'm not just him but the entire vlog squad are great yeah. great people seriously so it's good to see him doing it so well and being so successful at it yeah yeah there's it, there's so many yeah and it inspires me i mean guys like like uh, david and and even the pauls and and the list just goes on and on i mean they inspire me to do more you know i mean they 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 those are the people, I mean, it's really weird. Uh, and I'll back up for one second, but about three and a half, four years ago, again, i have been doing YouTube for close to eight years at the time mm. consistently, and we were doing all right, but I never looked at it as a business. You know what I mean? And, and, and don't get me wrong. See, there's business and then there's pleasure side. I do it because I love it, but then I also want to look at it as a business, right? Um, and up until three, four years ago, I never looked at it as a business. I just looked at it as, ah, oh, well, it's supporting my business. I'm having a good time. I'm educating people. Um, and then about four years ago, I started like hanging around some 20-year-old YouTubers. And they taught me so much. I mean, I, I, it's, it's weird that a, a guy my age can go and, and learn as much as I can from a 20-year-old YouTuber. And, and they're the ones that taught me to, to look at it differently. And when I started to look at YouTube the way they looked at YouTube – that's when my channel became very successful, you know, and, um, and I really credit every single one of those people for continuing to help me to, to have gotten me where I am today and and hopefully will in the future. Well, what was that vision shift? Well, I think, what was that key that you, I think the vision shift was to, to not look at it as like, you know, to start looking professionally at everything I did, you know, from content to the way I promoted myself to uh, like being monetization a, to, and stuff. You know, yeah, and how to make the right monetization. You know, like I mean, we all went through ad apocalypse. Uh, I wasn't very affected by it because we don't swear in our videos. We don't do things that would. I mean, although a snake bite bite me and I'm bleeding, which you yeah. think is maybe adult content, we don't get demonetized. Yeah, I you know, see on your arms. You know, yeah, we, we got, got scratches and we got you know. I want to ask all you about that too. Yeah. Well, there's always there's always like. <laughs> dings all over me, but uh that that's part of it. But uh uh but I, I think there's that and, and, and also you know you never want to be um you know as an influencer this is the other thing is you know you gotta remember Philip DeFranco told me this and uh and by the way Philip was Phil was my the first guy I've ever subscribed to on YouTube. First yeah, he's very, been around. Yeah. very first guy I ever subscribed to was Philip DeFranco. So getting a chance to meet him and get to know him was such a pleasure for me. And he is the exact guy you think he would be. Super inquisitive, super polite, super just You know, very intelligent guy um, analyzes everything. You know, I mean, he's exactly who you'd want to be. So I couldn't have been more pleased to get to know him for who he is. But but he told me and this is a little bit of advice for anyone that wants to do this for a living. Never use your CPM as your main income you know, yeah. because not like the, the sense. Yeah. The AdSense yeah. for, for the, yeah, you share with YouTube, uh, because you have no control over it, right? You can, YouTube can change the demonetization. They can change everything. Not that they're trying to out to get us. I don't believe YouTube is out to get us. I think it's a great platform. I love being a YouTuber, but you have little control. So if you can use other ways of, of monetizing your videos and if the CPM goes great, which in our case has been awesome, that's awesome. But you don't want to, you know, put your future into that, right? So, so Phil talked about things like Patreon, merch sales, yeah. uh, brand deals, so on like that. And those are things
0: that uh, YouTube just just uh, put a sponsor button beta yeah. out too. Yeah, we just, we actually got it. Yeah, we got yeah, yeah, invited I, to I, it. Yeah, I, so I just got that one. So it's cool. It's yeah. like Patreon built in. Right. Yeah, so it's like a, which is they're great. not out to get us in in a way. Right. But, like I agree. I'll, I always say, for every one dollar you would make off of ad revenue. You should try to make like five dollars right, on off your of other own. Other things,
1: yeah, and that's whether that's a brand deal, whether that's a merch sale, whether that's uh, you know outside stuff like the Patreon or yeah. now the sponsor tab on YouTube. Um, these are all things that we do, and Phil has been probably the the leader in that world, right? You know, for years, Philip has has basically said. I'm not gonna rely on YouTube to make my money, you know, yeah. and, and and I'm sure he's making great money on YouTube, but he doesn't care if a video gets demonetized because he doesn't need to get it. You know, he's got 15,000 Patreons. You know, I yeah. mean, he's probably making a hundred grand a month on Patreon alone, yeah. let alone his merch. I bet you he's making at least another hundred grand a month on yeah. merch. Yeah, the merch, um, like like you said, with Logan. Yeah, Paul Logan Paul was Doga doing and... a, almost a million dollars a month in merch. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's think about that. Yeah, you know, I mean, 22 year old guy making a million a month in merch. Insane. You know, so so guy, you know, good on him. And I know a lot of people hate him because he's successful and because he's he's over the top on things, but you gotta respect what he's done, you know, regardless. When I, I was twenty two, I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah, could I'm you twenty five, but like when I was twenty
0: two I was working there. I was working retail. <laughs> I mean, can
1: you imagine that being 22 and making the money? To, and, and like it's I crazy. said, so if you if you don't like him, it doesn't matter. But you got to respect what he's done and the pressure yeah. that him and not only him but many other guys do. I mean, David just turned 22 as well. It's you know, crazy, just turned yeah. 22, and and um and, and these guys are just living. I mean, they're dominating, and yeah. so they inspire me every day. They inspire me to 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 be better than I am and to understand things and, and the monetary side is just a, a benefit to it. It's not, it's not what drives you. If you, if you're yeah. driven by the money, you, you'd never do this. I mean, there's no way you'd wake up in the morning and want to vlog through 618 days yeah. in a row just for the money. It would be ridiculous. It's, it's, you know, that you're super passionate. You love sharing it. and And you know, I, I'm very fortunate because my community is, is really great on YouTube. You know I mean? Yeah. We, we have an amazing family hardly ever get a negative comment on the, on the platform. Um, that's not to say there's not negatives outside the platform, but, but we're really, really lucky. So, I mean, I feel like it's a family, you Mm -hmm. know, and and I know Casey Neistat once said that you get addicted to the upload button. And, uh, I think that's where I'm at, you know I mean? I'm addicted. I have to, every morning I can't wait to upload, uh, hit that, that live button, publish button, and spend the first hour of that video just commenting back to people. And then later in the day, I usually spend another half hour, 45 minutes. And then at night, I spend usually a half hour, 45 minutes commenting back to people. And um, and I love it. I yeah. love reading. I love to get to know. I mean, there's there's people on my platform that have been commenting to me to, for a year now every day. And it's it's like I feel like I know them. I've never talked to them. I've never met them. I don't, you know. Yeah. But it feels like they're my family. And I think that's, that, that's what drives you. But on the same time, there's nothing wrong with being passionate about something. And wanted making money off absolutely of it. nothing you, wrong you have with to
0: have a foundation under you to be right. able to yeah
1: and why wouldn't you i mean yeah. it's the american dream right to to be able to do what you love and make the money you know absolutely. And, and so if you're you're smart about it you can do both yeah. and that's what i've tried to do and that's why these kids uh have have taught me so much is because they've taught me that it isn't just one or the other you can do both you can be passionate you can do this thing because again for eight years when I did snake bites I never pulled a dollar not one dollar when I made money I just buy new lenses or new cameras or you know I felt like it's almost like I felt like I couldn't take money because I'm like well then it wouldn't be pure and then when I got with these guys you know four years ago I started realizing wait a second there's nothing wrong with making money off this you know I'm doing something hard you know people are getting you know the only thing that it's costing my viewers is to watch a 10 second ad or 15 second ad. you know other than that it doesn't cost of anything else so why wouldn't I want to make money you know it's 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 you know I'm I'm providing something that hopefully is inspirational to people and uh, I deserve to make some money on it you know and as long as that's not my motivation you know behind doing it
0: yeah that's that's such a great point to bring up and all all those things we brought up like there's pages I know like you said Phil DeFranco that they don't even monetize they don't even turn monetization on their videos because they have so much Patreon support and all this other stuff but you bring up something that I think is a very key, important, important thing that I've been meaning to try to bring up more in my podcast episodes is is like drive and motivation, yep. because it may seem like what you're doing is all fun and games and, and family and friendly and fun. But yeah. like you said, you, you have you record all day, you upload all your own videos. And yep. when you're on daily, that means yep. like you got to be on schedule, yep. sleep, what, sleep yep. is probably tight. So f- for me, I find that my biggest motivations come come from like the friction between um what I feel like I'm capable of and deserving of like you said you deserve to chase this and make money versus how um how the world actually sees me at the current point in time and so like that friction causes me to want to go out and put the work in and show and prove and yeah. you know what what drives you is there is there something is there like a struggle from your childhood or is there like, Something that you're out to prove, uh, yeah. combined with yeah. passion. Like it's not all it's not yeah. the chip on my shoulder. But is there is yeah. there something you could speak to? Well, listen. I think that we
1: all have pathologies, right? You know, we all we're always chasing some dream or we're running from some demon. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like those are the it's two both. things that are happening, or both, right? And I think it is both for me. You know, I mean, I'm chasing the dream because I have this weird idea in my head that I can make a difference. You know, I mean, that's like that's what gets me up in the morning. I just want I want to make a difference. You know whatever that means. I want to make someone's day happy. I want them to put a smile on their face because of something I did. I want them to love animals because of something they've seen with me. One of the things that drives me more than anything, and I get comments every single day this way, they say, you know, I used to hate snakes until I found you, and now I think they're amazing. You know, or someone will say, you know, I used to. I when I saw a snake, I would kill it. Now I don't. You know, these are things that drive me. And then there's the other side, the demons that you chase. That you know, do you think you're good enough? Do you think that you des- you're deserving enough? You've got to prove to yourself that you are that good. That that you're you, you know you you're probably not deserving of millions of people following you, and you're not deserving of this. And so you're trying to continue to prove to yourself that yes, I am. Yes, I am. And uh and and that is a demon. I mean, I'll never get past that demon i don't think i don't think i'll ever understand you know fully why you know i've been successful in certain things you know um but 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 that's okay. It gives me that edge, you know what I mean? And, and then I think that, you know, as you get older, you do find a a way to start feeling more comfortable with things. You know, I mean, when I was younger, I was so involved in the chase that I oftentimes didn't live my life. You know what I mean? I was chasing more than I was living. Now I I try to live, you know, And, and, and like I said, going back to what I said a little bit earlier, to me, the vlog is therapeutic, right? So the vlog to me, like I had mentioned, is the best version of me, you know, and I, and that's what I inspire to be. I aspire to be the guy that I am in the vlog. And I try to live my life like that guy because I can't. That's the most genuine way of who I am, you know. So um, I what I try to do is I try to take all of the bad parts of my life away. And I only try to show the best lives. And then by doing that, it makes me live the life without the bad parts. Mm-hmm. And uh so it's it's great for me. It's super therapeutic for me. And then and then I think the motivation You know, on top of it is, is, is I've always been a guy that believes you just outwork everybody. Right. You know, I always tell people if you're willing to, to sacrifice and outwork everyone else, you will be successful. You know, it doesn't mean I would have been successful on YouTube. Doesn't mean I'd be successful on social, but I knew I'd be successful in life if I was willing to sacrifice more than my competitors. Right. You know, I was always willing to do things and that's kind of, you know, basically the dynamic was, is that I was the first snake show on YouTube. You know, I was the first guy on YouTube that did snakes, um, now, there's hundreds and hundreds, maybe even thousands of people that do a YouTube show about snakes. So, I decided I have to be the first daily vlogger, you know, that did snakes. You know, I had to be the first reptile slash animal daily vlogger. Um, I'm assuming that uh, there's been a handful of people that have tried and just can't do longevity. I mean, they get 10 days, 15, 20 days in, and they just go, I can't keep up, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, So, but I'm assuming one day, I don't know when, maybe soon, maybe a year or two, someone's going to step up and they're going to be the next animal daily vlogger. And, um... And then I have to up my game again, mm-hmm. you know. Then I have to do the next thing that that they they aren't willing to sacrifice for, you know. And I don't know what that is, you know. I've thought about you know doing more virtual reality stuff. We've talked about podcasting. I'm very passionate about that. I want to yeah. start a podcast. Zoos um, yeah, we've got the zoo stuff that we're doing. I mean, we've got we've got a lot going on. I mean, there's there's a you know more than most people can ever imagine in my life because, like I said, I run a, a big reptile company. I I'm opening up zoos that I'm hoping to franchise. Um, we're actually in the talk with with the city of detroit about potential serpentarium in the future um i run uh, a product company reptile product company called reptile prime i also have uh, a multitude of other products that are non-animal related that are that i develop and patent and, and produce uh for for outside the animal world um life is so special you know obviously i do all the youtube stuff i want to start a podcast i want get, to get my first channel really rolling again um There's so many opportunities and and I think that, um, you know, what drives me and what, what continues to fuel me is all the support I get. You know what I mean? It's like all those people, this is the thing that I don't think people understand when you're a YouTuber is how important their role is. Their role of, of liking, commenting, supporting you really allows us to do what we love, right? Mm -hmm. If it wasn't for my supporters, my viewers, my audience, I couldn't do the things I love. And 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 I don't know that they understand how important that is. You know what I mean? They may just think, "Hey, I'm just watching a YouTube video." But it's it's way more than that. We're in it together, you know? And and don't get me wrong, you know, I mean, you know, obviously Their support in all different ways, not just watching Patreon and, and buying merch and all that stuff that helps too. You know, that's a, that's a huge, that's the financial aspect of it all. But, um, but just the eyeballs in in that stuff. I mean, I wake up in the morning. I, you know, I personally, one of the very first things I do in the morning is start reading YouTube comments from overnight. Mm. That inspires me. That inspires (laughs) me to get up and and to go attack the world, you know? And, um, so I don't know that I could achieve the things I'm doing if it wasn't for the support group I have. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah,
0: there's so many different factors like you said and work complex and life is complex. Yeah. So, but I think you you said a really lo- a lot of inspiring stuff there that I'm I'm soaking in as well. Well, good. Uh, Cuz that, that's another thing I'm here to learn just as much as everyone listening. So, um there's so much more that we could talk about like you you have so many different businesses going on and such a long career that we could there could be an hour episode for yeah. each different segment and aspect, but I think we have touched on a lot in this one. Um, I, I kind of want to wrap it up here by letting you we you touched on it a little bit, but first I want to ask like hey, so what what's in the future for you? Like you said, maybe starting zoos and diff podcasts and different things. Uh, what can someone expect if they're new to your channel? They're just subscribing now. Going forward.
1: Well, it's going to be a a wild ride. It's going to be going to have to buckle up because I'm a, I always say I'm a creative tornado, right? You know, I mean, I, uh, I, I don't rest. I don't want to rest. I don't want to stop. Uh, what's in the future. God only knows, man. I mean, I just, I follow, I literally follow my passion and I follow things. Uh, like you mentioned, I'm really excited to be opening up a a little local zoo here in, in Detroit, Michigan suburb and, um, and then hopefully franchise them across the country over the next several years. Um, Media stuff, I'm, I'm still super passionate about all avenues, you know, whether it be YouTube or traditional media or even self-funded documentaries. I have done I did one a couple years ago in Africa uh, that that I, I loved, and I, I want to do more of those. Definitely want to do a podcast here coming. Um, again, you know, I think that what people will take more than anything is, is, you know, I could talk about all those accomplishments and the animals and all this stuff, but I hope what people want. You know what I really want, Justin, is I want yeah. people that say, I don't even like stuff snakes but i want to watch that guy you know that's what i want that's why because i want people to walk away from my vlog and not think oh well that's the snake guy i want someone to walk away from that vlog going man i feel fired up i feel inspired i feel like i can go and and that's that's what you can expect more than anything. Yeah, you're going to learn about snakes, and you're going to learn about animals, but uh, I hope that you learn about the fact that if you follow your dreams and you go after what you believe, no matter what people... I mean, listen, who in the heck thinks you could make a living breeding snakes, for gosh sakes? No one thought I could do it. You know, I didn't listen. I, I knew I wanted to, and I pushed forward. So I'm hoping that's what people will take from me, and that's what they'll see in the future.
0: Yeah, and I've you have, you've built something amazing we have life all around us so uh i'll leave all of his links to everything in the description everywhere you can find him um also just like for anyone that might be listening to this recently if you happen to be in the local area, like Michigan, preferably, yep. or, you know, even if not, you are looking for some editing help to help oh, yeah. some channels, yeah. just throwing it out there. If anyone yeah, yeah, if it someone, yeah, if someone
1: wants to join the team, I mean, as you know, it's always a dream, just someone that wants to get involved, you know, jump in to videos that are going to, get millions of views. You yeah. know I mean? You can be a part of our project. We, I've got so many ideas and so many things and I'm only one person. Yeah. So now I need some more help. Uh, not for the daily vlog. That'll always be me. Uh, but for some other projects on a channel that already has over 700,000 yeah. subscribers, I want to roll out some, some new projects on that channel. So, so like if anyone, editor. if anyone wants to join up, you'll know, definitely hit me up.
0: Cool. Yeah. So if anyone listened this far, they're probably a thorough type of person. So yeah. <laughs> figure out how to reach out, say if you're editor or whatever, but, um, last thing before we hit the stop recording button i just uh i just want to end it off with here you are now so far into this journey like you mentioned earlier you were just a kid kind of keeping it under wraps that you're breeding snakes you know in the 90s what what would you now tell yourself if you could be like a fly on the wall type it yourself when you're just getting like just starting like having dabbling and breeding snakes, like what would you tell yourself? What piece of advice you know, or just anything? Just
1: I would totally want to continue to tell myself to, to have confidence. Never, never waver. Never, never doubt yourself. You know, never think that you can't do it. Um, over the career that I've had, there's been lots of ups and downs and there's been times I've questioned and second question, second guessed myself and said, is this really what I should do? You know, I was going to school for microbiology and now I'm, you know, doing this. And is it the right thing? And, and I think that the, the advice I'd have for anyone is that, um, and, and certainly the younger me is, uh, don't ever waver, man. Don't believe in yourself, man. Just, just push forward. Doesn't mean it's going to be easy because it's not easy. If it was easy, it wouldn't, everyone would do it. But, uh, but I would tell myself to just keep pushing. It's going to be okay. And you got to remember, um, it, it is about the journey, is never about the destination. I mean, you've got to enjoy your life. I will trade in every dollar that I ever made just for the life experiences I've had. You know, I've been able to do things that have been the most amazing things on the planet, and uh, the money never meant anything, and it never will mean anything. And um, so, I would tell myself, don't give up. Don't let. Don't let society. Don't let family. Don't let friends tell you that you need to give up. Because you know, follow that dream, and when you get there, even if you, you know, listen, I will never get to my destination ever. You know, my destination will never find me because I will always keep pushing it off, and I'll enjoy every moment, and and I will enjoy the journey. And that that's 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 really the advice not only I'd give my younger self, but every single person that's still listening at this point.
0: Beautiful, I could cry. That's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Brian. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for listening uh like i said links and everything in the description and we'll see you in the next episode awesome good stuff awesome oh cool no we had a blast It really super super fun so many great snippets oh yeah you know
1: i love it man i i